Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, in all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. All right, you guys, welcome to another bonus episode of Dunzo. Um, I am really, really, really actually super excited about this episode because it's just kind of like, it's going to be two gals truly just clucking. That's what it always is. But really this time there's no notes. We are just like going based on what we're loving right now, basically on Bravo. And uh, I'm joined by a familiar voice that will soothe you during these during these dark times, Brandon Alvarado. Hi. Hi. I'm in pajamas that I've been wearing for two days. <laughs> I have ketchup all over my hoodie right now. <laughs> like good, as you should. That's that's the quarantine slash work from home look is isolation look is truly ketchup everywhere on your sweatshirt, pajamas you're gonna be wearing for days. At least I showered and I feel great about that. My next door neighbors are actually like they were just outside. So I live next to this house that's very like, sort of like hippy dippy. I think it's like a commune house. I don't know what the situation is. I live in a very like hipster neighborhood and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that this guy who owns this house next to me, it's like um, it's like one of those big giant houses that has a bunch of apartments in it. Mm-hmm. And he people just like come and go, like families will live there. And then like, I don't know, it's really weird. It's like a weird situation, but they have a really chic porch. They're always doing like a family style potluck dinner outside. Oh wow. And it's just very like at some point I think TLC will be over there recording something. Um, like filming a reality show. But they were just outside working out on the porch. And I was like <laughs> looking at them from my couch in my dirty pajamas with ketchup all over like my belly, basically. I was like, oh God. Like I need to. Yep. I got to turn this around because it's only been a, a few weeks and I need to turn this around before it gets out of control. I know. And some people, some people really are on a mission and they will not be stopped and we're, we can't stop them. They're going to do what they want to do. They yeah. will work outside if they want to. My friends were like, you need to go take a walk uh, outside because I have not, not, not because it's a fear-based thing. Real, I mean, I, I'm terrified of the coronavirus, but it's, I've not, I said to myself that I will start walking outside because I feel like I need to. Yeah. But, I just haven't these past this honestly this past week. I've been outside my house a few times to like run to the grocery store, but I haven't like actually taken the time to walk and just like chill out. So tell me about your like bunker situation. Like what are you did you grocery shop? Did you like meal prep? Like what's going on with you? I didn't prep the meals, but I absolutely we we did some grocery shopping here. I'm here with my family. We gro- mm-hmm. we were grocery shopping, so we're pretty stocked up for now. Um other than that, yeah, no meal prepping. I don't know. I I feel like we're trying to stay away from the grocery store now, but mm-hmm. we're gonna so we, we go back when we need to. We just actually we just went back today. But um, my situation personally is that like I'm in bed, I get up, I walk to my desk, sit there for hours doing my work, and then like moseying on downstairs to eat, go back to sleep, and then repeat. Like it's just been very. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm honestly still processing the whole thing. But what's your situation? pretty much the same um <clears throat> i was telling you earlier that i do i work from home pretty regularly so my like daily schedule hasn't changed but the difference is like n- i work from home and then because of that usually like immediately after work i leave 
and I'll like go out to dinner with somebody or like go to a bar or you know like just whatever like I'll go like do something social because I'm working from home all day Mm -hmm. and not being able to do that has been like really weird not being able to just like walk across the street to like have a drink with somebody or you know like that stuff has been really weird um and I don't know I just I know for sure that this is gonna have like some immediate effects on my like depression oh totally so I know like I need to get this together before it gets like too crazy like I need to I didn't mean to be like oh yeah absolutely I didn't mean that as a you personal thing I meant that it's like for everybody like yeah no for sure we will be oh yeah, like this is not going to help any of us mentally. No, I've been thinking about that a lot. Like the long-term effects of what this is going to do to people and like how this will trigger people to just like lean into the worst parts of themselves. I'm hoping that like right now, because this is kind of the beginning of it, we'll all collectively just be like, I feel like everybody is getting too drunk, smoking too much weed and just like eating absurd amounts of food and just watching TV and being really slovenly right now. And then we'll all collectively kind of be like, okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's... The weird thing is, even in the most, uh, even in the most unusual and scary situations, are we're gonna have to just adjust, and then somehow this will become our new norm. Especially if we're looking at like at least a month of this, yeah. or for some people, a couple months. And when I say, I'm, I'm talking about working specifically for people who have not been yeah. in their offices and won't be for a month or two months or three months, like whatever it's gonna be there is going to be a moment where I think we oddly adjust, not because we're suddenly like, oh, this is great. It's because it's just our new normal. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we come out of this and then we somehow live in this like post-pandemic world, yeah, there's got to be some PTSD coming along. And I don't mean that to be like, to be rude. I mean that seriously, like how are we as a society going to process this when this is actually over or when we think that this is somewhat over and we're sort of like, there is that light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, 1000%. Like, the fact that we are going to be locked away and then on top of it, we can't, like, there are people who are, like, basically going to be locked in their houses just obsessively thinking about how they're going to survive and money and what they're going to do for work and, like, who could possibly hire them during a time when nobody is working in offices. Like, this is crazy. You know, this is, like, really, it feels like, I was telling my friend Katie that it feels like the beginning of, um, of Handmaid's Tale when Elizabeth Moss is still like, oh no, you can't like, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not a thing that's going to happen to us. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, all of a sudden we're all just going to be like living in a true Mad Max situation and not even realize like that it happened. You're right. You're, I, I, I yeah, I, because like I said before, I don't, I don't know where the end of this really is. I don't yeah. know. I don't know when this will actually and when it, because even when it does technically, even when we're not in the pandemic any, anymore um, and we're not fearing every day that we'll get this disease and mm-hmm. getting very sick, the effects of this are going to be, I mean, the economy, media, any world is, has been so affected by this, but like that yeah. it's not going to be like, when we, like this coming Christmas, we're not going to like not talk about coronavirus. And I, I know my thoughts aren't coming out very articulately, but whoa. So I just used the wrong word. <gasps> I just made up a word, and I sound like the Real Housewives. Um, <laughs> you sound like Ramona. I'm not being articulate, is what I'm trying to say, and my words aren't coming out clearly. That's what I'm trying to say, and I just used a Ramona word. So honestly, <laughs> guys, I'm so sorry if someone's like throwing 
either <laughs> computer or phone <laughs> against the wall. Just know that this is what happens to my language now that I'm working from home. Basically, what you're trying to say is that you love reggae. You love reggae. dancing to reggae. <laughs> and reggae has always been a, 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 a genre of music that you enjoy. That's it. What did I say? Articulately? Is that what I yeah. said? <laughs> yeah. oh. Everybody knew what you meant, though. Everyone knew what I meant, but like, I want everyone to know that I'm not stupid. This is, I'm not stupid. I'm just like, this is the effect of being stuck in my house. Is that I have, yeah. that this is my, the English language for me, it's lost. Everything is gone. I can't speak anymore. So good thing I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. Speaking of being stuck in your house, let's talk about TV stuff. Let's do it. That house, I, I'm starting to jump into this and say that Real Housewives Beverly Hills trailer came out yesterday and I'm yeah. still thinking, I've watched the trailer no less than five times. I watched What do you think? Well, you know, I liked it a lot, actually. I have been looking forward to this trailer because Beverly Hills has disappointed me for about three years now. Mm-hmm. But I will say that as much as I thought last year sucked because I was interested in Puppygate. I thought it was interesting for like five episodes. And then we ended up having 20 episodes of it. And I did not mm-hmm. like it because Vanderpump was gone. The season was boring. The only bright light was Denise for me. Like, Denise Richards is one of my all-time favorite housewives. I think she's absolutely fabulous and amazing. Yeah. And the fact that this is, like, going to be the year where, like, she's fucked, it's fascinating to me. I'm glad that she's actually talking about it. And I know that the trailer teased us, but also the TV spot. Like, I don't know if you saw the TV promo last night, but they aired it during the Housewives of New Jersey reunion. And they like, it ends with Denise like sitting down in like the interview chair and the producers asking her like, are you ready to talk about this? Like making a point that she will be staying and she will be explaining shit. I mean, okay, so I'm really excited for it too. I know that the the Beverly Hills trailer is infamous for tricking you into thinking always like i'll watch like you could watch the puppy gate trailer right now and think that it's still the most riveting thing that's ever happened so i'm nervous but i'm excited i mean the thing is beverly hills even when it's like terrible is still like fun to watch it's not like i you know i've never like turned my back on the show i you and i have talked a lot about the fact that i do it does make me sad like the show that it turned into in comparison to the show that it was And it's become this, like, really, really vapid, super shallow, like, these are women literally grasping at straws to fight about stuff. And the thing that I I think annoys me about Housewives is, like, the seasons where they're fighting about things that are legitimate, like like Luann and Tom, like, things that feel like they have some weight to them, like, those are the good seasons. But seasons where the girls desperately cling to anything to like make a season like let's fight about a puppy for six months it's like do you know what i'm trying to say like that is like what it's felt like in beverly hills for a long time to me but i am really excited and when it comes to denise i think oh my god i mean i did i just recorded wild things yesterday so like or the other day so i'm like reeling from denise richards right now Mm -hmm. i'm gonna denise richards high um but like I'm I'm fascinated by her because I think she's such a good housewife and she like loves the show. Like she was like a longtime like super fan of the show. But I think it's fascinating that she came on the show thinking she could hide a bunch of stuff about her life. It's Denise Richards. Like she's a tabloid darling and she was married to Charlie Sheen and had like a several year long feud with Heather Locklear, like a a known 
just like full like fucking mess you know what i mean so it's weird that she like right like it's weird that denise is like has become the housewife and she just like doesn't want like her her shit exposed like what I agree. I didn't, it was always fascinating that Denise even did the show because I know that she, I knew that she was a fan. She talked about it and she, I think said that she had uh, thought about it for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did not realize, cause I think her and Garcelle, whom I'm excited, I'm excited for, they're mm-hmm. the two most famous on that show. Yeah, and for sure. Not, I could say Rinna too, but Denise is, I would say more famous than Lisa Rinna. And, um, I think what's interesting about Garcelle too is that I did not realize, but I heard that Garcelle tried out for the show like early, 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 like. Oh, really? That's what I heard. I heard that she interviewed for the show like season, let me think. Wait, I know this too. I want to say, and I might be wrong. I heard a rumor that she interviewed for the season that Joyce and, and Carlton were on season four. Ooh, oh my God, I'm so happy you brought them up. I have a question. Keep going with your thought. But I, I could have... be wrong and I don't mean to spread false info and someone might have said that because they just wanted to piss everyone off who hated that season. But I heard that Garcelle auditioned for the show a few years ago and that she's been trying to get on for a little bit. I think she's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for her. It's going to be, she is going to be so good. I think that she'll have that like, remember when Erica Jane first came on the show and it felt like a shot of adrenaline was like stabbed into the show? Yes. It was like we were all collectively swinging our hair. Like I think that's uh, what she'll do. Garcelle seems pretty fabulous, and I, I, I'm very, very, very excited for her. And I know that she's friends with Rena. I know that she's friends with Denise. I'm curious to know how that's going to work out in terms of like alliances, because it looks like Denise and Garcelle are super, super close. On I'm talking about like within the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember when Denise was going to the cast was going to Italy for their cast trip to Rome and like Denise and Garcelle flew together and posted photos together and I think I mean it looks like the trailer Rinna turns on Denise which is the not least surprising thing ever of course she would do that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Course, yeah. obvious that that was going to happen is that Rinna was going to go right against Denise and I feel like I will say this but Denise I know I'm jumping around I feel like Denise is such a nice person. Like, she seems so genuinely nice. Oh, yeah. She scared the crap out of me when she was saying to Rena, who told you that, about uh, the cease and desist. You know, Denise is a nice person, but, like, I wouldn't fuck with her. She scared the crap. I was, I had chills when she was like, who told you that? I was like... I wouldn't fuck with her. Like, a woman who has survived years locked in a house with Charlie Sheen, I would not fuck with Denise Richards at all. I'm being dead serious. I think these women are about to learn to not fuck with her. Yeah. Did you see, so did you see the TV promo or did you not see it? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, you saw it. So you saw when Denise was like saying to Aaron, don't, um, uh, don't say anything. We're on camera. Don't say anything. Yeah. I, are the producers against Denise? That's my question. I think that the producers are going to be against Denise if she, if she isn't open I think that that's, like, a thing that may happen where, like, if she isn't honest about what's happening, then they'll, like, turn. You're right. You know what I, I mean? I think you're right. I think you're totally right. I I have so many thoughts. We're going to get them all together. Denise, I it's going to be definitely a Denise-heavy season. I'm not necessarily sure that Denise is going to be the villain of the season. I'm not sure. No, I don't, I don't. I can't imagine that would happen. I think it'll be dramatic for her, but I don't think she could... I don't think there's a world where Denise could, like, be the villain. I really don't. I can't picture it. She's too relatable. She's also, she's too relatable. And not once in that trailer was she ever like, fuck you. Yeah. Denise was never, I don't think Denise has ever been the aggressor, ever. And she Mm -hmm. only did it once. No, she never did it even once. Remember when she fought with Camille that, like, I think it was during the finale last year, but it was because 
Camille got in her face and she told her to back off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Camille. I know. Denise is not the aggressor. And I don't think there was ever a point in that trailer where she was ever like really like going at somebody. I, it looks like she's just defending herself a lot. I agree. A lot of defending herself and a lot of like, you know, Denise doesn't strike me as the kind of person, especially since like based off what we've seen from her so far. She doesn't strike me as the kind of housewife like a Kenya Moore who will just literally do anything to be on the show. Like she's very like, she just sort of allows whatever ha happens to happen. She's not like creating drama to be interesting, you know? Well, I'll say this and some people don't like, won't like this, but Denise literally got the housewife treatment that everybody on that show wants. Denise literally got such a career boost in even her acting because of Housewives. In a mm -hmm. way, I, as much as I love Lisa Rinna, she did not. Like Lisa Rinna is, Lisa Rinna is great on Housewives, but like I, I don't like this is what she needs to do now to survive and like oh, yeah. her family. Denise can leave tomorrow and she'll be fine. Oh, for sure, especially because I mean Rinna's like had a long reality TV career before, whereas Denise had, like, one season of a reality show, like, on E! Right, and Denise was a tabloid fixture, but she was, you're right, she only did, like, that one or two years of the reality, it's complicated, her reality mm -hmm. show. And Rena at this point, is known for reality TV. I mean, she's a, such a staple on Beverly Hills that I, I actually can't see a world where Rena's actually going to be gone. No, uh, there's no way. As I mean, whoever, I, there's a lot of people who don't like Lisa Rinna, but like, she is the show. What would that show be without her? My God. She is the show. And she, I mean, she's to Beverly Hills to what Dorinda is to New York, to what yep. Margaret Jersey, to what Shannon is to OC. Like that is, that is Lisa Rinna. The, la the later in the game housewife who like basically seems like she's been there the entire time. Exactly. That's the perfect way to describe her. I have another question for you. Why is Sutton Strachey, the other new, or Sutton Strack, excuse me, the other new cast member not full-time with Garcelle? I don't know. I never understand how that works out. Well, I'll, I'm, the reason why I'm asking is because let's just look at our players here. The, se the season is starring main cast Kyle, Rinna, Erica, Dorit, Teddy, Denise, and then Garcelle. So I know that they don't, they've only done the eight housewife treatment once, which was New York, which was New York's, one of New York's best seasons. And I, I don't know why Bravo got scared to do that again. because Wait, what season was that? Season seven. That was when we had Luann, Ramona, Bethany, Sonia, Heather, Carol, mm. Dorita, Kristen. Oh, amazing. Yeah, magical. A great season. And I yeah. don't know... I don't know why Bravo has been too afraid to do that again. They like, I, cause I, there are quite a few shows that could do it. Atlanta yeah. is not a date housewives. Atlanta sticks like religiously to sex, which is really bizarre. Um, and Beverly Hills, I don't know why they didn't just throw Sutton in there. I mean, they announced Sutton as a new cast member with Garcelle back in August in their like press release where they were like, Oh, Garcelle Beauvais and Sutton Strack, you're going to join the new season of housewives that hadn't even filmed yet. That is really weird. I didn't really think about that because I'm so excited for Garcelle that I didn't think about that the other, that she isn't like full time. Well, Sutton's like, she shot not only a cast photo um, because the photo's out and she's in it. And it clearly is a photo that was shot, like that was supposed to be inserted with the rest of the cast because she's sitting on that like same, <laughs> I study this shit. Denise is sitting on, if you look at the cast photo, Denise is like sitting on this, like not a chair, but she's sitting on something on like mm -hmm. a, on a white situation, some couch not a couch, basically a chair. And Sutton's on the same thing. She's sitting okay. on the same thing. So it's clear that she was supposed to be in that main cast photo. And even more proof, Sutton shot an intro look 
And you know how Beverly Hills, they do the two intro looks, like the one for the intro and then one for the title card? Mm-hmm. Sutton shot both of them. Those photos got leaked. Oh, cool. Okay. It was supposed to be full-time. It means It clearly means they cut her out. Weird. Maybe she wasn't interesting enough. But, like, Teddy was? And honestly, no offense, Erica was? I mean, n- no shade, but, like, I mean, Erica is, like, Erica at this point, all she has to do is, like, robotically walk down the stairs in some fucking dominatrix outfit, and then as long as she just sits there and looks like Erica Jane, it's fine. It's like, okay. Like, Erica literally doesn't engage. She's, like, fully on the show now to be a Broadway baby and, like, sell shoes on Shoe Dazzle. Like, I'm so fucking over Erica Jane. I'm so, like, out of the mist of Erica. Like, I feel like we were all misted by her, and I'm so out of it. Like, I feel like I've been glamored. True Blood reference for anybody out there (laughs) that watched True Blood 10 years ago. Um, She glamored me, and I blinked, and all of a sudden was like, oh, she's actually extremely disengaged from the show. She's extremely disengaged. The most interesting part of Erica is that she always sets her sights on the worst, on like, honestly, the person who deserves it the least. Like, she yeah. always, she attacked Eileen. She attacked, she attacked Teddy. Um, who else did she attack? She's attacked a few people that like, just did not deserve it. And I find that to be the most interesting part of Erica, but also like the worst part of her, because I like really hated when she went after Eileen for no reason on the junk boat in Hong Kong. I just feel like she doesn't, she does not bring a lot to the show. It looks to me that she gets into it with Aaron based on the trailer, Denise's husband. She'll yeah. fight him. Okay, that's fine. Um, I hope she doesn't turn on Denise too. That makes me sad. I have a question for you. Um, I, the other day, watched... Um, do you listen to Heather McDonald? I dip in and out. Me too. I only listen to episodes that I care about. I don't even know if I subscribe. I used to subscribe to her and then I unsubscribed. I actually, I don't think I even listen to her anymore. She has a YouTube channel where now she like posts her interviews on YouTube and that I'm into. I like, like I'll, I'll watch that. I like that. And she did an interview maybe like a week or so ago with Joyce. So I didn't listen or watch it, but can you tell me what happened? I heard she was like calling out Brandy. It was amazing. Anybody was- listening to this who hasn't listened to it or watched it, it's way more interesting to watch just to watch Joyce like flip her hair alone like I was like oh I missed that um is it still, like down to her ass it is cascading she's it's like Rapunzel like it's cascading across <laughs> the floor it's shiny it's bouncy it's healthy it's like it's the she thing that will gorgeous. save us from coronavirus she was beautiful and she I, I the one thing I remember about Hoise slash Joyce is that she was absolutely gorgeous um she was like her only Latina housewife on Beverly Hills she had the husband who she said had a big penis and uh, she was, and that Brandy was being absolutely like a nightmare, terrible human to her. So I have a handful of like really good takeaways. I won't ruin it for people who want to actually like listen to it because it really was an amazing interview if you're like a fan of Housewives. Um, the first thing that I thought was really interesting was that she exposed, she like whispered it into the mic that the Housewives sign a contract where they're not allowed to leave the show. They have to be fired. And like, they can contractually be sued if they try and leave before the network decides that they are like expired. So, but then when they leave, the narrative is always that they were fired. So like, not only are they like trapped by the show a lot of the time, and you'll see that like, like reflect in how they film, but 
when they do finally get the chance to leave, it'll always be that they were like let go because they weren't a good enough housewife. And like wow. none of the women have been able to really control that narrative. Like Bravo, even if they say on every talk show, like, no, I chose to leave. It doesn't matter. Nobody ever believes that, you know? I know. It's funny that they still try and do it. Like Leanne. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the charity world. It's like, oh, really? You were <laughs> fired and it was so obvious. <laughs> it's a chapter closed. Like, okay, girl. Uh, <laughs> um, what was the other one? Oh, the other takeaway that I thought was super interesting was that she said, <laughs> when, so when she signed up to do the show, she um obviously like the the producers sent her a uh um a list of taglines and then she wrote a list that's like how it goes and then they compromise on the ones that they wrote in comparison to the ones that the producers wrote or whatever and right. the producers at the end of the day will choose the one for you but you have to record all of them so you actually record like 30 of them and then you find out what your tagline is when the show airs right and I don't know if you remember, her tagline was, like, extremely controversial. Oh, funny? I remember it. It was, um, you can never be too, okay, wait, you can never be too young, too thin, or too <laughs> something? Too rich? You can never be too young, too thin, or too, too honest. Too honest, yeah. Didn't make any sense. Made no sense. And, like, during the time, the reason that they brought her onto the show is because she was, like, really ironically she was really big into like the charity world like that was her whole she had this like massive charity and her okay. tagline was with the chapter closed that, like have your Leanne impression I'm sorry I know I know like, now she was a charity queen uh and like her tagline was like about like whatever her charity was about it was like a pun on her charity and they ended up using the one about like not being, you know, do you never be too skinny or whatever? Uh -huh. So she tried to get it changed. And they're like, unfortunately, like you have no say. So like you can't, like that's going to be the line that represents you. But they wrote that. Like she didn't write that one. That was like one of the ones from their list. And I she know. was like, it was I, does it doesn't, right? yeah, she was like, it doesn't like pertain to my life at all. Like it doesn't make any sense to who I am. I don't like, I don't even really understand the line. Like I, I don't want it. And it got so intense that she actually tried to sue Bravo before the show aired because she wanted them to change it. And of course, like she couldn't sue them and they aired it and it was outrageously controversial. It's like what she's known for now. And like, she still like suffers for it for, to this day because people think that that's like who she is. And she, it's like, it wasn't even something that she wrote. It's just crazy. It's just like, it, I know, it. I did hear about that because I think she said that a couple times where she was like, I did not choose it. And funny enough, she actually said at the reunion, um, she said at the reunion of season four, when Andy asked her about it, that like she didn't choose it and that she wanted to go with something else. I'm actually surprised they kept it in the show because she like fully called up the producer and was like, I did not choose this tagline. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, She's like randomly become one of the most outspoken former housewives, which I love. It's literally the only reason that I listen to Jeff Lewis every day is because he always has angry former housewives on that want to spill the tea oh, on yeah. everything. And I, oh, there's nothing I love more than a former pissed off to be fired housewife. I oh, love me it. too. Can I give you some updates in Beverly Hills, by the way, that I just saw on Twitter right now? I'm not even joking. Yeah. 
two things. One of them is someone posted, remember, so we talked about the TV promo where, where the producer was like, Denise, you ready to talk about this? And she gets that, like, she gives that, like, sexy smile that she always, she's so gorgeous, and does that smile. And they're like, Real House was at Beverly Hills. So someone posted that, like, screen grab of her face, and Camille <laughs> tweets, I'm ready to talk about this. I stand, Denise. You'll hear what I have to say this season. Hashtag Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm still around. But instead of hashtag R-H-O-B-H, she wrote hashtag R-H-O-H-B. Oh my God. (laughs) Camille has like become the hamburglar of the fucking Housewives franchise. Just like sneaking around and like trying to get her head in a shot. Like I cannot. I can not. I'm still around. And Denise, that is so funny. (laughs) First of all, and my second update for you is someone posted, they must, someone was a DM Sutton about asking her like why she wasn't full time. And so the answer, so Sutton writes to this random person on a DM. Let's see. Um, Someone, I, so there's a photo like covering her image and like part of her message. So one of the messages says there was a legal reason. And the second one, she writes, I was full-time, but my ex-husband screwed it up for me. It's all good. Gonna be a great season. Oh, I wonder what that means. I don't know. Her ex-husband, Christian Strack. He screwed it up for her. Wow. He That's probably a- had a bunch of stuff that he, like, didn't want them to use that, like, f- had him in it or something. Probably. What do you probably. think about Brandy coming back? Even if it's um, just, like, as a friend. It's needed. Yeah. I think- I think it's totally necessary. I'm glad that she's back. Um, I think it's very fascinating that they decided to pull out anybody they possibly could for the season to come back. So it looks like, based on what I saw in the trailer, Adrian, Kim, Brandy, Faye Resnick, Eileen. I will say that, like, it's some people were like, oh, it must be a boring season if they're pulling out these people. I'm like, but this is like the people we see every year. Like, we see Camille every year. Yeah. We see Kim a lot. This is our second year with, I mean, Brandy's clearly a big player this year. And so that was clearly a moment where they wanted her to come back to start some drama. But I'm glad she's back. I honestly, I'm not, I don't understand why they just haven't brought her back full time yet. I think that she's fully, like, she can fully come back full time and it would be good. Yeah. And plus, like, Beverly Hills is different than all the other cities in the sense that, like, they, they, like, I know Andy jokingly says this all the time, but, like, and Beverly Hills, it really is, like, once you're a housewife, you really are always a housewife. Like, the old cast members are always, like, rotating on the show, even if it's, like, for, like, dinner, you know? You'll always be around. I'm surprised yeah. we see more of Taylor. I know. I wish. God. I know, right? With her new husband? Oh, God. Oh, I, she doesn't know Cino next to Vicky. Oh, oh, what? Wait, huh? Did you not know about that? She now lives next to Vicky and Kodo. What? Yeah, I swear to God, Taylor moved to Cuddo. Taylor would be amazing on The Real Housewives of Orange County. She would I don't be... get why they haven't casted her yet. Especially with those casting changes. They might as well throw her in. That's one of the things that I'm, like, waiting for Bravo to do. Like, to transplant a housewife from another city to... I know, you know whatever. I don't want it yet. And I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like they're very against it. I don't know I why. So too. Always joke that, like, we're in the Housewives, like, the Bravo Cinematic Universe. They, people always make crossovers anyway, and I don't see how it would be, like, a major problem if they, like, I don't know if they're worried. I, I'm sure it depends on which viewers watch which shows and if the translation would, and if, like, if that transfer would actually work. But I don't know. I feel like, I mean, who would be a good test case for this because a lot of people think it's Cynthia in Atlanta and they shifted to Beverly Hills 
Um, well, I'm trying to think. I used to always say back in the day, I think I've told you this a million times too, that I always thought like Brandy should have been on OC because Brandy being drunk and pulling her titties out with Tamara Barney wouldn't have been weird at all. Like she would have like fit in so much better on that show. And I used to always think that Heather Dubrow should have been on Beverly Hills always because I was like, duh, you know? Yeah, that would have made total sense. Right? Like, why was Heather DeBrode not on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I guess she didn't live there. It was so, yeah, that's, yep. It was, <laughs> it was very weird that she wasn't on Beverly Hills. Do you think Kelly could have been good on New York? On New York? Um, Since she's friends with her. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. I think she would have been really fun on that show. Can we talk about that trailer, too, when we have a chance? Yes, please. Like, right now. Sure. We can talk about it. Thoughts? What were your thoughts? Well, you know, my thoughts were, so I think what's hard for me to explain about New York is that it looks good. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for the season. Um, I'm not surprised that Dorinda is going to be the villain. I think that was just a long time coming. Mm -hmm. Um, What I don't love is I just feel like Bethany, as much as I'm a Bethany stan, and I thought she had such a great season last year, and she she did leave at the right time. She's happy. Yeah. She's successful. She's in a happy relationship. Like things are actually good in her life. And when things are really good for Bethany, it's like, that's when it's time for her to exit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, really, that's been Bethany's tenure on the show. Her first go around and now the second go around is that she comes in with a shit show and like, she ends up like getting it together. And like her arc has always been very fascinating. Cause she left season three getting married. Like she kind of, she thought her time here was done having a baby gone. Then she came back. And it really felt like these past five seasons, she's grown a lot. And I think that looking back, it absolutely made sense that she would leave after yeah. that. Like, it makes sense. It, and, and, and personally, and probably for her, it was probably the right thing to do is to go. And I know that she's openly said at this point that she, you know, had really no interest in returning. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for Leah. She looks like a great cast member. But I feel like with the show the trailer to me sort of looked like just total mayhem, which we love that about New York, but I wish that there was more of a grounding character in the way that we had with Bethany and even Carol. So it's like, it looked to me, the trailer looked like it would be like kids running around when the parents aren't home. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean that, yeah. Beth- I don't mean that Bethany was like a parent, but she was a grounding force and I feel like we just completely lost it. So instead we're just like watching like, just like total mayhem. I mean, I look, I'm an, you know how I feel about Bethany Frankel. I'm unapologetic in my love of Bethany Frankel being the greatest reality television star of all time. Amazing. And I think that she elevates that show in a way that's like, un, it's like, you can't even, dis, it's undescribable. It literally is indescribable how much Bethany Frankel adds to that show. And how like, like you said, she is the grounding force of the show and she forces the cast to be a little bit more like authentic, I think. You know, I, yeah, I, I think it's hard. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that there would be, I do think that this is going to be a season kind of like monkeys in a, in an office kind of thing. Like just going fucking berserk. Like Sonia standing on a, a glass mirror, shattering it with her heels, like pulling her vagina out, which is like, we've seen that happen before, of course, but like, it does just look like, it looks like, yeah, like the teacher left the classroom and like everybody's going fucking crazy. That's what it looks like. Yes, and as much as Leah looks like a good time and I'm hearing that she's going to be a great housewife, I think that the show would have been better if it 
would if they added two women and I think that's because Leah was cast with them not expecting Bethany to leave and I th- and Leah said a couple times now that Bethany was actually the reason why she got on the show mm-hmm. or I don't know if Leah said that but I do know that it was reported in the news that like and Bethany confirmed that this is true that Bethany was one who brought her in to like I think the show was like going to say that like oh she's Tinsley's friend the truth is that Leah was brought on because Bethany knew her and she was supposed to come on as an ally to Bethany well, that and makes sense because Bethany has been casting the show for the past like ten years now. Basically, total sense. She brought on Jules. I guess she didn't bring on Tinsley, but she definitely brought on Jules, which was interesting. Um, and honestly, I would have loved to have seen Bethany and Leah together. I think that Leah seems like a good cast member, but I just wish that we had someone else who was kind of sort of a grounding force. So I just think they would have been better if they hired two new women. Um, I think that unlike some of the other Housewives shows, New York City actually fares very well with having a small group of women. Um, and I think to have like Luann and Tinsley, kind of Tinsley, Luann, Sonia, Ramona, and Dorinda, I should say like the core four plus Tinsley. It's a solid group. It's just no one grounding it. And I think that, especially with someone like Luann, I'm not interested in seeing Leanne, uh, Leanne. I'm not interested in seeing Luann do her usual bullshit this year with the I'm cat. not either. I'm not really not. Like, I will say as much as I... I used to really like Luann. I hated her last season and was fully on Team Bethany and Team Barbara, who I really liked. And I think to have both of them gone, even though they were both like so integral in Luann getting sober and getting help, I just think it's very bizarre to see what's going to happen with Luann without them. Like, I think it was really weird to have like both of them gone. I mean, <sighs> Luann is going to like really be the death of me this year. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it because now she's like, She's fully, like, leaning. I mean, as if she wasn't leaning in before. Now she's, like, all the way fucking in. I, like, hate her, too. Like, I went from, like, like, loving her to, like, absolutely... I hated her by the end of last season. Yeah, she's unbearable. It's, like, it's not, like... To watch her the entire year not have any, like, emotional growth and then at the end of the season have watched the whole show and have no idea why everybody is exhausted of hearing her talk about her cabaret and then go through the whole reunion and 15 hours of filming later, she still didn't get it. It's just like, I I don't want to watch another year of her selling like beaded necklaces and like singing fucking money can't buy you class. I don't care anymore. It's not funny. It's not funny. And I think that Luann is that Luann thinks she's so charming and she thinks that she's so funny. I, she's one of the least aware housewives. Like she's just not self-aware at all. And I think what really bugged me about her is that she thinks she's so talented. She's not. She thinks she's a good singer. She's not. She thinks she's really funny and clever. She's one of the least, she's not clever at all. She's no. not, I mean, she's not clever. Like, and it's not, and it's not fun to watch her like that. Like, it's not fun to, in the way that it's fun to watch Ramona be an asshole at times and watch Sonia be an asshole. I think Sonia's smarter than Luann. Oh, for I, sure. I, I, that's the other thing about Luann that really bugs me. I'm just going to say it. I think Luann is dumb as shit. And I think that she thinks that she's so brilliant and it bugs me. <laughs> I think Sonia is more aware of her character on the show even than Luann. Yes, I think that she's way more aware. Luann, I just, I don't know where we go with her. I'm not interested in seeing her storyline where she's going to be, quote, responsibly drinking, because that puts out a really dangerous rhetoric about sobriety and people who are actually sober. And she just made a, she truly made a mockery out of sobriety and Bethany called her out on it. And the women were behind her and I'm curious to know how they were going to be this year, because now that Bethany's gone, I don't really know who's going to call Luann out for her uh, talking about sobriety the way she was and just like, 
truly making a mockery out of it. Especially now that it looks like we're going to focus on Dorinda's like very clear drinking problem. Right. I mean, like I have said this before and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Uh, I think that Andy needs to pull whatever wedgie he has in his ass out and let Jill Zarin back on this fucking show. I think a major opportunity was missed to have Bethany leave and yeah. then and have Jill return. All of the housewives wanted her to come back. They were hanging out with her all the time purposely to try and like incorporate her into the group so that Andy would just allow her on the show. And it's like, it's so stupid. Like even people who don't want Jill Zarin on the show secretly want her on the show. They don't know it, but they do, you know? No, I'd be, I'd be welcomed. I would welcome Jill back. I honestly really wish Heather Thompson was still around. Oh my God, I would give anything. I would love to see Heather in like a position of power now that Bethany's gone. Yes, we need, I need her back. Like, I think that was a sad thing about Heather and uh, that her last season. Her last season was season seven. So that was Bethany's first season back. And it was just like, it was two alphas. Yeah. Uh, the same personality, it just didn't work. Do you know what that reminds me of? Do you, do you watch The View? Oh yeah, religiously. Do you remember when they had that season where Michelle Collins and Joy Behar were on the show together? Yeah, I love, I literally listen to Michelle Collins every day on the radio. I love Michelle Collins. She was a Heather Thompson, Joy was a Bethany. There was just not enough room yeah. for them. One thousand percent. It was too much energy. And that was like Bethany's, that was Bethany's season. Like that was like the season of Bethany. Like not even in like a it was good the way. back season. Yeah, like she was just so like she was just eating up every scene she was in. Heather had no re no room to breathe. But I do think that Heather would have done really well like a few years into Bethany being on the show. Yes. Like kind of towards like the Bethany Carroll years, I think Heather would have done a really good like she would have been a good cast member on the show during that time when Bethany had kind of like settled into being on the show again and not been like the Bethany show every day. Heather, I know, I agree. And Heather claims that she left. And if she did, I mean, I, like we said before, she was probably fired. Right. But why would they fire her? I mean, I get why. I get that there was not enough room. But at the same time, like, why didn't they keep her on as Carol's? Like a, well, at the same time, who knew that we would be in a situation where Bethany and Carol's friendship would completely shatter the way it did? And I think yeah. that, it, that was a missed opportunity to bring her back on, even though, Heather back on, I mean, even though, like, the cast was pretty dynamite. I just think... I think people are acting like Bethany wasn't an integral part of Real Housewives of New York's like success these past five years. It's, ins I mean, it's absurd. Anybody who thinks that is like fully blind. Are you kidding I me? I get that people hate her, but like at the same time, like she is part of the reason why the show was absolutely amazing these past few years. And if you can't see that, then like I don't know what to tell you because you're an idiot. It's so sorry. Obvious. Bethany was a star of the show, and like you're an idiot. How, how are we gonna act like it's not a big deal that she left? Like you know what I mean? Like it's. I really feel like to act like it's not a big deal that she left and that we're going to this like new era with, and I'm, and, and poor Leah is going to get a lot of this pressure because now she's now known as Bethany's replacement. And I hope she, I can't even say that I hope she lives up to the standards because I don't really know what that, I don't really know what the standards are. I don't know what the show is going to be anymore, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't know. I, I will say that if this season doesn't work, I'm curious to know what changes they'll make next year. The thing is, is like, you don't, this is the thing that, like about fans of Housewives that drive me crazy. You don't have to like a person to understand why they're good for the show. Like, and that, I hate hearing people be like, get rid of her. I'm sick of her. Fire her. I'm sick of her. She needs to go. Fire her. I'm over her. Her storyline sucks. Fire her. It's like, 
first of all, there are people on the show that like I despise. There are people on Housewives that I literally consider to be like my mortal enemies. Like when I get to heaven, they will be on the list of people that I like need to like go back and like fix things with. Honestly, I hate them so much. But like would never want them off the show. Like I like despise Alexis Bellino to her spirit. But like I love <laughs> reality TV because she's so amazing at being a crazy <laughs> reality TV star. She's engaging. Right. I will say that the only two times I think where I've like truly looked at someone and I was like, there is no room for them to come back because of what they did was number one, Phaedra, even though I loved right. her. But there, exactly, was no, yeah. there was no room for it. Because there some women, some of the housewives go too far and there's no room for them to come back. Right. The second time this has happened, and I might be wrong, there might be more, I just can't think of them. The second time that this has happened is Leanne Locken on mm-hmm. Dallas. There was yeah. no room for Leanne to come back after what she did. I was actually so disgusted with her that I was like very happy that they got rid of her. And then I got annoyed that Bravo didn't just announce that she was fired as like a way to be like, yeah, we, we don't tolerate this. Agreed. I was actually really happy to see like how embarrassing her end on the show was. And I, was I love cool. that they were like, like basically we're not allowed to like talk about certain things because like the show is so obsessed with her that like we're afraid to you know basically get in trouble for like going against her too much yeah you know like she says racist shit all the time we have to pretend we don't know because she's the star of the show so and i know um, that like with dallas if they were ever even if they did not bring carrie brittingham back i there was no way there was no way to move with leanne there was no way to move forward with leanne because there were three options Two of the, uh, really two options. One of them was that Carrie got fired and they kept Liam, which would have been a horrible message to viewers saying racism is fine. We got rid of, we just got rid of the diverse one. And right. We'll, and we'll just keep the racist instead. Yeah. Like that would have been pretty, pretty fucking bad. The second option is that Leanne and Carrie come back, both of them, and they have to like deal with this whole fallout the entire next season. And, and I don't really know how they'd move forward from that. And based on my understanding, Carrie Brittingham is coming back to Dallas. She should. She should. I thought she great. was a good cast member. Yeah, she's great. And a lot of people hate her guts, too. And I'm like, she was a good cast member. I get that we all suddenly miss Carrie Duber as if she was a star. But, like, like are we going to pretend that, like, Carrie Duber was one of the best housewives in Dallas? Really? Also that, like, her last season, she was, like, white-knuckling it to stay on the show. Like, she was, like, being the... <laughs> she was white-knuckling it. Do you remember when she leaned into, like, a bone collector personality? Yes. She's and like, I was, I'm like, the one who holds all the secrets and tells them. It's like, girl... That's always the most desperate trope. Yeah, Duber was like not, I'm sorry, Duber was not one of our like our all-time housewives. And people are like, I prefer old Carrie to new Carrie. I'm like, fuck off. Like old Carrie, she brought us nothing besides boobs by dubs, which she like reminded us about, which was like yeah. boobs by dubs. And of course, <laughs> and of course her husband was fodder for the chatter of your husband's dick was sucked to the roundup. Like mm-hmm. That was that was all that Duber brought to us. Other than that, there was really nothing much going on. She became friends with Leanne after she like destroyed after she tried destroying her marriage. Yeah, she did give us good um, housewife with the wacky husband tea. Like that was like you know you, that is a necessary trope. Like the housewife that has the weird husband that makes people skin crawl. Yeah, that was Duber. Uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about Summer House. Yes. So I like, love Summer House. What is your relationship with the show? When did you start watching it? Why did you watch it? Like, have you always loved it? Yes, I started watching it season one, episode one. When like, okay. So I started watching it. I watched the pilot after uh, Vanderpump Rules. Whenever they did that crossover episode in the pilot episode where suddenly Stassi, Katie, Kristen, and Sheena 
mm-hmm. the Hamptons to suddenly hang out with their new friends, mm-hmm. Summer House cast, and Kyle, and and it was like that storyline with Kyle and Stassi like possibly getting together, but then they didn't, and it was weird. great. I loved I loved Summer House since the moment it started. Um, I was really into it. Uh, I'm still very into it, mm-hmm. and I feel like I can't tell who watches it. I'm not sure if like. You probably know better than I do. Does anyone watch this show or is it just like us? You know what? I think that it's one of those shows that like Bravo ratings. Yeah, I think that like Bravo appreciates the fact that it has like a cult following. Yes. Because it does. Like it does have like a cult following of people that are like very loyal to the show because it is like a weird um it's like a weird escapism TV. Like it's like a I don't know. I like, I like reality shows where over time they create their own universe. Yes. And it really feels like, I like the monotony of that show. Like I like, I like seeing them like get ready to like pack to go to the summer house. And then I like seeing them get drunk at the summer house all weekend and like hook up and be ridiculous. And then I like seeing them on Monday or like on Sunday night, like go back to the city and then come back and have like deliveries. Like I like yeah. the like routine of the show. You know what's so funny is that Bra- Summer House is one of the Bravo shows that actually has quite a few um, crossovers. So like for two seasons, season one and season three, they crossed over with Vanderpump Rules. And then this upcoming season, they keep teasing that the so- Southern Charm cast is visiting them. And for a show that has had quite a few crossovers, it really doesn't feel like it's very much part of the, like the Bravo universe. Oh, I know. I know. It's really weird. It's so weird, right? Like it's it, like a step redheaded stepchild kind of thing. And they were at BravoCon too and like had their own panel. Um, I also will say that I I think that the casting of the show has always been really interesting because they've had seasons where like it really worked and it was great. And then seasons where like I didn't think yeah. it was so great. Yeah. But even when it wasn't, I like that. I don't know. I, I like the chemistry of each group of people that have lived in the house every year. I agree. I think the casting has been very interesting for that show because it sort of it has been very much a revolving door of people. And I think that unlike Vanderpump Rules, who said the same cast for eight seasons and then just kept adding people, Summer House had their group for two seasons, cut half the cast for season three. So smart. I so smart. It really saved the show. It did. And now it's like a revolving door of people in a good way. I, I think the cast has been pretty great. And I think this year's cast is pretty good too. Like I think, I, I for example, I think that Hannah Burner and Paige DeSorbo are like superstars. I mean, I think that anybody who watches this show would agree that Hannah and Paige not only saved the show, but like just were like such a breath of fresh air, especially after the years that we had of those fucking twins the combination of the twins and steven oh 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 my god horrible horrible Horrible. Horrible. oh my god like i know that carl is like a dickwad or whatever but like steven was just in love with carl let's just call it what it is like it was and like i okay so funny enough i actually i don't like steven mcgee like as a character on the show, but I did listen to a podcast with him because I was very curious to know what the fuck happened, why they right. got fired. Um, and he claims to explain the truth of why they got fired because there were rumors between season two and three that, because I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't a rumor. Lauren Workus, Ashley Workus, Steven, and Amit were like all fired um, before season three. 
Amit was like an Amit or Amit was what the obvious like is his name Amit? I'm sorry. No, I think I think I don't remember. I think it's Amit. I don't mean to mispronounce. I think it's Mini uh, Amit. He got fired. That was obvious. He did nothing all season. Um, because he came on with Danielle. And so what was shocking was the workers twins firing and Stephen getting fired. But the rumor was that apparently they did something so terrible on camera that Bravo had no choice but to fire him instead, or fired them. But what Steven said is apparently what happened was they were in talks, or at least Steven was in talks to come back for season three. And I think the workuses and Steven were putting up a bit of a fight because they didn't really want to film again with the same group of people, aka Kyle, Amanda, and Carl. And I kind of got lost with what Steven was trying to say, but Steven was basically trying to say that, or Steven at one point said that he thought that Bravo felt that it was easier to integrate a new group of people with Carl, Amanda, and Kyle than it would be to get a new group in with Lauren, Ashley, and Steven. Hmm. I don't know in what- I don't agree with that. I very much disagree with that. I don't know really in what universe, in what universe that would make sense. I think that if Bravo desperately wanted Steven and Lauren and Ashley to come back, they would have brought them back. I mean, especially like Ashley and Lauren, especially Lauren, they were kind of the stars of the show. So as much as I hated them, like Lauren and Steven were, especially Lauren, they were stars of the show. Like I, I, I appreciate Steven trying to say that like, it would be hard to get new cast members with him. But like, I think that they certainly would have tried if they could. I think that they just exhausted the viewers, honestly. Like, I think that they were really, like, they were exhausting to watch. And, like, them obsessing over Carl in the way that they were was so, it got, it was, like, understandable at first, and then it was annoying, and then it got, like, it became very weird. Like, it became weird. Like, especially when Steven was, like, angry at him violently angry like crying and like an outing like, camera, which was yeah like, it's like, like okay the shit move to do and what I, the I, fuck yeah. like he got a blowjob from a guy once like get let it go it doesn't mean that he like is holding back his his feelings for you like that was such a dark thing to watch on tv it was very obvious that steven was in love with carl and steven will never admit that and i feel bad saying i don't mean to just say that because you know steven's gay i mean i'm saying saying this is a gay guy myself yeah I'm saying this because there was a whole storyline where literally Steven tried to out Carl on camera, which was a really, as much as I hate Carl, I do not like Carl. That was such a piece of shit thing to do. It was disgusting. It was so gross. And it was such an obvious play to like get like Carl back because Steven was in love with him. Like it was just so, it was really dark. I actually didn't really know. I did not expect them to be fired when they were, but I also didn't know in what world they could all be in a house together again. It was, it got too dark. It was too fucking dark. It was dark and it was weird. And Steven was like setting up like so many moments of trying to like give him the like, we got you gal moment on camera. Like, ah, we got you. You're bisexual. Like it was just fucking weird. And then them like working in tandem together, like, I'm in love with him, and I heard that he gave a that he like let a guy like suck his dick once, and you're in love with him because he had sex with you and won't date you. So let's like team up 
and just like bully this guy into submission like he's an asshole but like that was just really weird and like gross to watch to me it was super weird and it made me side with carl a person i never wanted to side with ever and i will <laughs> say that steven like i don't know i, I think with steven i don't know i don't know what to say about him he's he was just so um i think he had a great first season and I just think the second season went right in the toilet for him. Like, I think, like, I didn't really like the workuses in the first season, but I enjoyed them on the show enough. But Steven, I actually liked as a character, as a human on the show. And then I just, that went in the toilet season two. And I remember just, like, being so sick of him. And honestly, getting, like, super angry that this was, like, the gay guy on Bravo that, like, was yeah. on, that was doing this. Because as much as Bravo is gay-friendly, as they claim they have no gays on the show, yeah. Was shockingly one of the only ones we had and I'm like wow he's doing a terrible job I know, I know. um but no I, I do think that like I, I do think that this show maybe wouldn't have survived had Paige and Hannah not showed up I mean really they are like just really good reality stars they're really 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 good on tv so funny enough steven claimed that the entire crew on summer house quit after lauren and ashley and steven got fired because uh, the show just wouldn't work without them oh, okay i don't think i don't think the crew if the crew actually did quit whatever i or many of the crew members i don't i think that they didn't know the power that hannah and and Paige would have yeah I mean, the show is doing fine. I think the show is a lot better with them than it was. I'm enjoying the show much more than I did watching season two. Oh my God. It's night. Are you oh It's God. like night and day. It's so much better. It's so much more fun to watch. I really legitimately look forward to it. And I really, their first season was like one of my, I think it was my favorite season of this show so far. Like, Oh yeah. You know, by the way, that this is like making Steven and Ashley and Lauren so fucking angry. I love it so much. Uh, can you, I mean, can you imagine? Love how angry. Hannah, Okay, so Steven and Hannah actually kind of knew each other. They weren't really friends, but according to Steven, they knew each other because um, somehow, I think Steven did something through Betches and Hannah was working there at the time. And Hannah did not tell him that she was doing Summer House and that she was interviewing for it. And Hannah claims, Steven said that Hannah told him that she didn't think that she was doing the show without Steven. Um, and you can just tell that Steven hates the fact that Hannah's on the show. Like, hates it. Well, because not only is she on the show, but she's on the show and like prospering in the show basically revolves around her like the way that she and Paige are able to uh incorporate themselves into the group is really noticeable now in comparison to like the other new girl that's on the show and she's having a hard time rules wow wow like you guys really it feels like Hannah and Paige have been there for like 10 years also like okay so Jules so based on my understanding Jules and I don't know about Luke, but apparently Jules was a fan of the show before joining. I really don't love when people, like, especially in 2020, like, listen, I can't use the fact that you were a fan of the show before joining it as, like, a, a, against you. Like, if you didn't watch the show that you're joining, first of all, I think that's stupid. Watch yeah. the, watch the, that's like when every housewife, that's when they were attacking Jackie on Jersey. You were a fan. Of course Jackie was a fan. Who would join the show if you didn't watch it? You went to a book signing in 2009. Like, okay. No, who started that stupid nonsense about like, oh, I didn't see the show before I joined it. It was fucking Kelly Kalorn Ben Simone on season two of New York City because on the oh. reunion, Andy asked her if she watched the show and she goes, oh, I actually had never seen Housewives before I auditioned for it. Like, I've never seen The Real Housewives. Like, I joined it because it was an opportunity and it was something new for my life and it was some I stupid- I hate show. that. It was some stupid like Kellyism that like never made any sense about like, oh, I just did this because I did it. And like, that's just my life and like live in the moment. She's and a guy's. So, she's a guy's girl. <laughs> ever since Andy asked Kelly that, it's been nonstop every year. 
oh, are you a fan or you're not? Like, have you seen the show? Oh, you didn't see the show before doing it? That's crazy. And so suddenly we have to believe that Erica Jane, six seasons into Beverly Hills, had somehow never seen The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. And so I say the same thing about Summer House. Like, if you didn't watch Summer House before joining it, that's weird. Yeah, I, it's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, I always listen to... um on Big Brother every year, like during the live feeds, there's always like, you know, there's always people who have never seen Big Brother. And I always find it so weird when people go like, even like on that show specifically, where you're literally like trapped in a house that's alive for like a whole summer. And they don't know the, and like Big Brother doesn't explain the game to you. You just like are in it because they assume that you've seen it. So like they have to ask the people, like they literally have to ask their cast members how to play Big Brother while they're there i just like i'm like this is i would never go on a reality show having not watched it that is the dumbest thing i could ever imagine doing it's just like why would you like i don't understand why anyone would do that and honestly i'd prefer that you'd seen the show but as a fan of the show i would prefer that you've seen it before joining absolutely like i really would and so i heard that jules was a fan which honestly is pretty obvious because she hooked up with jordan yeah Uh, and like i don't like i just feel like it has to be obvious but is she a flop cast member or no? I can't tell. She's a flop. I'm sorry. It, it, it's not good. To, uh, it seems like, that her storyline coming up is that she fucks Carl. As well, Did you see that mid-season trailer where she's like, she and Danielle are fucking Carl again? Yeah. So is that her storyline now coming up? Is that she fucks Carl? Which, by the way, why is everyone... I'm sorry. I... Listen, I actually ran into Carl in person once. Can I tell you the story? Yeah, tell me everything. I was flying to LA in June while they were filming Summer House. And I flew to LA and I'm waiting to board my flight and at Newark airport and who comes, and so we're towards, it's one of the last groups to board and who comes rushing in late, but tries to get online immediately is Carl who like runs through the airport to get on my flight. I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, there's Carl. And so we're on the plane. I find out that I'm sitting two rows behind Carl Carl comes with one of the ugliest Gucci throw bags, like the carry-on bag that I've ever seen in my life. It was so hideous and so tacky. And it made me laugh because it was 100% something that Carl would have. (laughs) And so I was like, of course. And so he comes on the plane. He's both of, we're both in a window seat. And Carl, who's about 6'5", at one point has to use the bathroom. And we were having, we were in the middle of turbulence. And like pretty bad turbulence and Carl decides that now's the time he has to pee so he gets up the old woman next to him was dead asleep and he decides six five Carl to climb on her arm rest leap onto the aisle and truly <laughs> leaps and lands right on the ground in the middle of the turbulent flight and he's to- like nine feet tall a and million times yeah, and he and I locked eyes because he saw that I was giving like a wide-eyed like what the fuck did you just do look I just like didn't know what to do besides like kind of quickly nod. I was just like, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, you did, you, you did that. You just yeah. did it for you. Like I didn't know whether to be proud or whether to be horrified. And that's my Carl experience. I. <laughs> How did he look in person? He looks exactly as he does on the show. He's tall. He's a, he's an attractive. Here's the thing about Carl. He's an attractive guy. I'm not personally very sexually attracted to Carl, and it's not because of the way he physically looks, it's because of the way he acts. I find Carl to be one of the least charming men I've ever encountered on TV. And like the, watching Carl talk to a woman is so painfully uncomfortable for me. I just, yeah, I don't I agree. I, just, I think Carl has no game. 
And so to me, yeah. like, no matter how like good looking he actually is, like he literally can't speak to a woman. And like watching him on that date with Sarah on last night's episode, that trainer was so painfully uncomfortable. He does not know how to talk to women. And I have to be honest few- with you. I, Carl is somebody that I would allow to take out a loan in my name. I would. I would I, let him take out a payday loan in my name. I already said it. Uh, it's not. Way, though. I think a lot of people, I mean, listen, a lot of people, I, he's gotten with every girl in the house besides like Amanda. I, I think that he, I don't know how to even put this into words. I, I'm like repulsed by him at times because I think he's really, really, really like on, like he's like surface level insecure and like oh, that I, repulses me. Yeah. I hate when people's insecurity just like bleeds out all the time. Like he constantly needs to be validated. Like I look at him and I see through him. I'm like, I know that you only hook up with girls this much because you need to be validated. And then when they yeah. validate him, he wants to dump them because he got what he needed and he got like his like ego boosted for a little while and now he's done and he, and he wants to get from somewhere else. Yeah, and he totally. gas the way he gaslighted Lindsay these past two episodes. I will say, as much as I don't, and we'll talk about Lindsay Hubbard. But as much as I don't love Lindsay and rarely side with her, I'm a hundred percent on her side with this Carl thing, and I yeah. do not, and I do not blame her for wanting to kill him. Like she's, I I'm gonna save my thoughts about Lindsay because I have a whole rant about Lindsay coming along. But that's all I have to say about that. He plays the part of like charming, cute, like silly, fun loving boyfriend experience guy. And then he'll like does he does stuff on purpose to make you break up with them because he's too much of a pussy to do it himself. So if I were if I were her, I would literally do this to him for like a year. Like I would like waste a year of his life because he won't break up with her. You know what he I mean? And it's so funny. He's the exact same thing with Lauren Marcus. And of yeah. course, Carl's like, I'm Carl 3.0. Like I'm gonna work on this. And like mm-hmm. Carl's seen himself now on on three and a half seasons of this reality show and he will not change. Carl's right. never going to change, ever. He will always do this to women. It's, and it's, it's funny that women keep thinking he's going to change. I mean, it's not surprising that Lindsay thought he would change for her. Like, as much as, like, God bless Lindsay, like, he was, he's not going to change for anybody. And poor Lindsay had to learn the hard way. But, yeah, Carl's been doing this shit for you. Yeah, he just is who he is at this point. And, like, he, I think that he likes, I think he likes it. Like, I think he likes his, uh, I think Carl like, likes what he does. Yeah, like he likes his like character as like uh like having like the guy who can't figure out his shit with girls. Like I think that he like likes that about himself, which is also gross to me. Um but yeah. that being said, yeah, I would uh end it off. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would I would like demean myself to like be with him. It's so embarrassing. Uh, uh seems like a lot of women are. Lindsay did that. Jules is about to do that. That's fascinating to me. I like I I remember in the original trailer we got the tease of him hooking up with Jules. Um and it's actually really funny because in the trailer for the season they were like they cut to like him fucking Jules and then it cuts to like Lindsay screaming at him. It, it was actually what we saw in the last episode and we and the teaser made it look like she he was she was screaming at him about Jules. And oh yeah. And instead she's yelling at him about <laughs> trainer. So yeah. I do not know. I mean, poor Lindsay's gonna have a heart attack when she sees that Jules and Carl are fucking. Like there is no like and but more importantly, Danielle and Carl hooking up again. I know. What the fuck that I did not expect. That was a major curveball. I don't like it. What is going on there? He's just like that guy. Like I feel like if you are in a house with Carl and you're day drunk from like machine margaritas 
Yep. You know what I mean? And like, it, my God, are you kidding me? He's like nine feet tall. He's got a Cheshire cat smile. He's yeah. like a, I almost feel like Carl's, like, I'm sexually attracted to Carl. I feel like it's almost like primal. He literally, you know what I mean? Like he's big and tall and like hairy. I feel like there's something, <laughs> there's something primal about it. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, so our animalistic nature comes out and you can't, we can't control that. I <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill, Carl, Kyle, Luke. Oh God. Okay. Um, Kill Sophie's choice. Oh God, Jesus. I know. I'm actually thinking about it myself. I'm like, huh. Oh. Um. I, I guess. Sure. What would you do? Let's see. I would marry. Oh no, wait. I had to think about this again. Maybe you go first because I, I I thought I had an answer and now I'm like stuck. I'm like, oh wait. Um. I would marry Carl. Like I could honestly, I could deal with him. I really could. I could deal with it for the rest of my life. Like, I think the only people who can't deal with Carl are people who, like, don't see through him. I would probably marry, I agree with you, I'd probably marry Luke and probably light his guitar on fire and throw it in the ocean. Oh, I, every, time he, every time he sings, I remember Hannah said at one point that, like, she's just not turned on by him singing at all, and I asked yeah. like, 100%. I'm like, uh-uh, no. Like, it's the time where I'm least attracted to Luke is when he starts singing. Oh, God. I would... But you know what? Who would I Let's see. I'd kill Kyle. Would you? Yeah. Honestly, I think I would too because I think Carl Kyle is hot. But every time I just hear him like shit his pants or fart, and I'm starting to be gross. Like every time he farts and like shits himself on camera, I'm like, you really, you're really testing me here. I think I have to kill him. You know, actually, I take back what I said. I would marry Carl. I would. Uh, I'd fuck Kyle because like he is the definition of like a one night stand guy that you regret. Oh, the shitting yourself thing didn't bother you, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I like this, this whole thing about like I'm like, know, oh wait a minute. I actually love that in a guy. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 that's, it, I didn't mean to make that connection, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were, after I said that you were very quick to be like, actually I would fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> like he's very much that guy that you'd be like have I ever told you about that guy that I fucked that shit himself? Oh, girl, fuck. Yeah, um, yeah and then I'd kill, I'd kill uh, Luke because, like, A, I don't, like, know him well enough, and I don't think I'll ever, like, I don't think that I'll ever, li- there's no world where I'll ever get to know him enough to even care about him. Is Luke not doing it for you? Mm-mm, no, not at all. I really, really, really am not into it at all. Fair. Okay, fair. Are you into at him, all. Anna, or are you, like, bored by it? I'm um I'm bored by it because I'm like just fuck, you know what I mean? Like no, I think it's running. I think it's going on a little too long. This is not a true cat and mouse game. This is two people who want to have sex that are like, that like the attention that they give each other. Like there's yeah. really these are two narcissists that want to have sex and eventually will. I'm not. I don't have time for that. I'm curious to know how it's going to work out. Like as I, the other thing in the super tease that we saw in the beginning and now in the mid-season trailer is that apparently he's been fucking someone else the entire time. And I, that's going to be like, and Hannah's like, I feel so betrayed. And like Paige like screams at her, Paige and Amanda. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I don't know enough to say, or I don't know enough to really speculate, but like if he was fucking someone else this entire time, like, is that a thing? Is that a problem? I mean, I don't know. All is that terrible? To, I, I mean, I'm. I mean, are like, I, were they weren't like in a relationship? They weren't even dating. Yeah, they weren't dating. They weren't even sleeping together. What do you think about um about 
uh, Paige and her like daddy. Perry's hot, I'll say. Her boy. Yeah. Perry. I look at his Instagram. He's hot. Um, I'm happy for her. I'm not happy for the state of the show, but I'm happy yeah. for her, her personal life. I mm-hmm. think Paige. Um, I will say, like, seeing her with her boyfriend and like seeing the way that she's like kind of half in with the show. I'm as much as I don't think that Paige would leave the show. Part of me is like, how long is she gonna last? Yeah, there's something that makes me really sad about a, a like a young girl who's like just recently found like she's so young and like she like just recently found her like power in life, you know, like she's like her career is like taking off and like people like are so drawn to her. She's so magnetic. She is and she can do anything. And it always makes me a little bit sad when a like a girl like her gets into a situation where she feels like she needs to like water herself down because she wants to like keep this great guy that she found. Like, I don't like that. She's being very housewife about like it's it's very I don't know. It's it's, it's very, inauthentic. Like every time we have to watch a scene, and it's not even a scene, but every time you have to watch like one of those like when they're in the city and like sometimes they're filming you and sometimes you're like filming on an iPhone and she always has an iPhone where she's like, Perry and I ordered in. I'm like, okay, but that's boring. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, I want, here's the thing. I either want to see Perry or I want to not talk about it. Yeah. And like, if you are like in a place where you're really excited to play house, like do that, but don't like force yourself to play house because your boyfriend's in a place in his life where he wants to play house. Like, I don't think that that's where she is. I was sorry, I was trying to interrupt you. I was going to say, Perry has every right to, like, not be in the show. but Oh, I, yeah. But, like, every time we have to watch Paige literally leave the scene so she can go into the room and call him, I'm like, it's getting exhausting, and I'm happy for her. I'm annoyed for the viewers. I'm like, I don't want to watch Paige leave the party so she can call Perry in the bedroom. Yeah. Who won't be on the show. I don't want to see that. Like, I, I, I don't want to see it. And Summer House, and that's the hard thing about Summer House, is that, like, normally when you're, like, on another Bravo show... You can literally leave the room and like do what you need to do. But because they film mostly on the weekends and there's cameras everywhere, it's not like, I mean, where is she going to go like call pair on the toilet? Yeah, agreed. Like she has to, she's, she's, she's got to like do it somewhere, you know what I mean? And she's going to call him in the bedroom. It makes sense. It's just boring to watch. And I feel like she doesn't really have much of a storyline this year, which is totally fine. But because I do love her anyway. But I do think that I'm curious to know what's going to happen when she and Hannah fight, especially because it looks like Luke and Hannah are still together or at least super close. And obviously it looks like Hannah and and Paige are totally fine. Don't you love on this show when they have to film the scenes though, when they go to the city and they like do work in quotes. I love that. I love watching Lindsay in her weird PR office calling her father. Oh my God. And I love when Paige says like, like when Paige does her like, Hey guys, my shoes are from Zara. (laughs) And my skirt's from Forever 21, and my shirt's vintage. Bye. Yeah. It's like her work for the day. <laughs> Even when, I will say, people were making fun of um, Hannah last year for constantly talking about tennis. And so she stopped doing it this year, but instead this year she can't stop talking about her podcast and how she's like, I'm going to interview people and take them to the depths of hell and get their like dark side out and like talk about all their deep, dark fears. And I- <laughs> That's still like a scene with her interviewing Drake Bell on that studio. It just makes me <laughs> laugh. The thing that I love about Hannah is that she's so authentically herself on camera. Like, like she's authentically herself even in like the ways that you would kind of be insecure about. Like, 
her first season when she was like, I, I'm not good at putting outfits together. I never know what to wear. I'm terrible at like hair and makeup. Like I'm a tomboy and I like to be comfortable. You know, like, whereas uh, what's her name is like now on the show trying to like be a mini me version of uh, Paige because she has no like self-identity. What does Jules do for a living? I don't know, but every it seems like every uh, Friday afternoon, she's exhausted from her week. She really does. I'm looking right now, I'm looking up her LinkedIn. That's what I'm doing. I love, can I look up everyone's LinkedIn's right now? I'm going to sure. do it. Sure, absolutely. Okay. So, Julia Dowd, content creator and social media marketer. Um, okay, so she's self-employed as she says on her LinkedIn, and her site is called Simply Jewels, creative director and content creator. She collaborates with various high-end brands, campaigns, and partnerships to create and produce original content surrounding fashion and lifestyle. She's also a freelance social media marketer, so employs social media strategies to promote companies, products, and services. Huh. Hmm. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, don't totally get it. I mean, I get Okay. I I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, hmm, I I need more info here. She develops and delivers creative marketing strategies by examining client objectives, planning, scheduling, and completing design and production requirements for direct marketing and advertising. Simply jewels. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like the show really did not want to go into that. Yeah. Like, what do you do again, Gal? What do you do again? I'm looking right now. I just simply Googled simply jewels. And I'll tell you that there's absolutely no, there is no site for her there's no website here Uh, here's my question who was hiring Jules because I actually did see her once um not in person I saw her on Housewives New Jersey she was in the back remember when Margaret had that party in the city to celebrate 20 years of the Macbeth Macbeth collection oh yeah yeah Jules was there really yeah she was in the background oh I didn't know that yeah I caught her on her face (laughs) <laughs> so it's like okay so you have an instagram and you okay she's simply jewels that's all i can say yeah there's nothing also, more to it i hate to say this but jewels but i'm just gonna rip this band-aid off there is no way to contact her if i wanted to hire her to you know employ social media strategies to promote companies and product services i don't have any of those things i was like click on contact info all we have here is julia's profile on linkedin that i'm already on Let's be honest, she copied and pasted uh, Paige's profile and then changed some words. Now now it doesn't make any sense. So this is so funny because it's like, it says people also viewed and on that like list, the first one is Paige DeSorbo. Okay. Look on her profile. She, from March 2016 to present, she's the executive assistant to the vice president of unscripted television at ABC Television Lincoln Square Productions. So it says assisting executive producers for Lincoln Square Productions, works on various projects for current TV series, and hosts on-camera video segments for ABC News. So I, I'm going to say that she probably does not do that anymore. Right. The other thing that, this is the Betches thing. So fighter, uh, fighter, fashion writer looks for less, Betches Media, March 2018 to present, recreating celebrity style and a budget, where to shop and what to look for, question mark. I'm assuming she doesn't do that either because I'm pretty sure that Hannah, Paige, and Jordan all got fired from Betches after doing somewhere else. Yeah, I, I think I did read that. Well, this is fascinating. Okay, so I'm sorry. Now that I have everybody's, because of course they're all linked to each other. So it's like Carl Radke, Amanda Batula. So Amanda, so Amanda, that's the way I said her name. <laughs> Loctane, is that how you say that? I don't know. 
Loctane. Loctane, right? Yeah, I think. She was a senior designer slash, it simply says slash creative. So there you go. Of, in Loctane, um, in Provence, from May 2014 to present. Now it's creative and branding for Loverboy Inc. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, my God. All bad key is the same thing. It says sales and business development at Loverboy Inc. And let's see. He was an account executive at Yachtpo. Um, is that how you say that? Yachtpo? Huh. It's a platform that helps biz- helps online businesses acquire, convert, and retain and understand customers through user-generated content. So this is probably the company that he was fired from. Remember that one where he, where he got fired because he couldn't meet his quota? Oh, yeah. When he was just like pretending to have a job every day or every week. All the time. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. He lied to them about having that job. He's like, oh, yeah. he fired a couple weeks ago. Um, but I'm figuring things out and I'm going to get back on my feet and figure it out. I'm fired. Hannah Burner, on-air personality, class member, <laughs> cast member on Bravo TV Summer House. Thank you. Finally, some honesty. Some honesty here. Uh, podcast host, Burning in Hell. So she posts that. And then she used to be the creative video producer at Betches Media from January 2017 to December 2018. So she's on, So her LinkedIn is updated. Yeah. She updates her shit. Danielle, she's the project manager, but that's all it says. It does not actually... Okay. Oh, here we go. FinTech. Because she doesn't have, like, any, like, work experience on her page. She... Um, it just says project manager on her bio, and then her about section says product product ninja currently in fintech. Wait, who is this? This is Danielle. Okay. Oh, okay. And then Lindsay, I'm still going through everyone. I'm sorry. Lindsay, Lindsay is the president of Hubhouse Public Relations. So let me just read quickly about Hubhouse because I honestly don't understand how anyone's ever hired Lindsay for anything, but that's yeah, just- like. I don't understand. I don't get her job. I don't get it. Okay, so she's the president of Hubhouse. And so it says Hubhouse PR is a boutique, full service public relations and strategic marketing agency in the heart of New York City. Our longstanding experience within the industry and extensive relationships provide us a competitive edge to propel our clients into the next level of success and beyond. Hubhouse PR specializes in travel, hospitality, beauty, consumer products, technology, lifestyle, and entertainment while focusing on traditional and non-traditional media coverage, out-of-the-box marketing, special events, talent relations, and product placement. Whether launching a new brand or building momentum to a pre-existing brand, we measure success by by client satisfaction, guaranteed media coverage, and ROI through increased traffic and sales. Okay. She used to be be the president of Indulgence Public Relations. So she's Samantha Jones, basically. Basically. Okay. This is very fascinating. She went to the University of Florida. I mean, like, to be honest, like, she's the one on the show who seems like she legitimately does work the most and the hardest. So it doesn't, like, I just, I've never understood what she did. But yeah, like, her being Samantha Jones, that checks out for me. It checks out. I I think Hannah said publicly that, like, it's that Danielle has a, quote, real person job. And that's one of the reasons why she has a hard time, like, filming. Because, like, she, like, when she, like, is always, like, late on, like, the train to get to the Hamptons, it's because she's, like, is stuck working. That's okay. <laughs> we don't need her. Yeah. So, okay, I'm laughing because who comes up on the list of people also viewed but Austin Kroll from Southern Charm, whose about section simply says entrepreneur. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking God. I work, okay? I work, okay. Okay, I'm 
Kyle Cook. I'll, this is the last one I have for you. Simply Kyle Cook saying Babson MBA, entrepreneur, Bravo TV, Summer House. I mean, I appreciate the people who are honest and say that they're just like on TV. Well, I'm laughing because who comes up besides Ramona Singer herself? And Ramona is not so honest. She, I mean, she's honest, but like, and her picture is updated. So she clearly is on LinkedIn. <laughs> but it says her experience as founder of RMS Fashions, January of 1980 to present. Oh, yeah. She had that like, Ramona's like thinks that she's like a fashion industry woman. I always forget about that. She's a maven. Ramona, yeah. founder of RMS Fashion. She also works with her husband. Oh, this isn't updated. A husband on a jewelry line titled True Faith Jewelry and has a line of jewelry for HSN, the Ramona Singer Collection. Singer has her own skincare line called True Renewal, made from algae and all natural products. In addition, she's one of the stars of Bravo's Real Housewives of New York City. Made from algae. I hate that somebody wrote that. <laughs> All natural skincare product made from algae. She probably, you know, she called it algae or something. Let's go to algae. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.